Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the unbiased takes. After some time off, the guys release their summer recap series to cover all things sports before the NFL season starts. On today's episode, the guys are covering their reaction to the NBA Finals. See what they have to expect for the upcoming season and how they reacted to everything going down. So go ahead, sit back, and enjoy the show. Wait, 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 wait. Now. Sorry. <laughs> what? It was lagging. <laughs> My laptop was okay. lagging. <laughs> Are we good now? Yes, we're good. All right, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So, Jay, it's been a while since we've done this. We've kind of been pretty busy, um, so I haven't really had any regular episodes. We're hoping a couple weeks once we get into the summer we'll have more regular schedule. But the Warriors win the NBA Finals last night. Uh, and six games over the Celtics. It just sucks the joy and hope out of the Celtics and all the uh, anti-Warriors fans, as uh, I myself am. But... You know, I can't say I was too surprised to see that. Uh, how are you and Jalen? Good to talk to you. What, what are you, um, how are you doing? It feels good. Uh, I had to sit here and watch a Timberwolf win the finals. Uh, as a, not going to lie, I'm a, I felt like a winner. I, I'm, I'm sitting here like a winner. Um, Andrew Wiggins made the Wolves proud. I want to shout out Andrew Wiggins, man. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I was chanting his name the entire series. He was my favorite player to watch. It was so awesome to see what he did in Minnesota come to light for the Warriors and it work out for him. You know, it really gets you thinking how many Wolves players (laughs) could do the same thing like Kevin Love and Garnett. So it's a very uh, suspicious trend, but... The Wiggins trade uh, feels bad. At this, uh, at this point, it doesn't. I mean, I still got D'Lo, and yes, he's. I mean, D'Lo didn't fit the system as well as Wiggins did. Uh, I'll, I'll just say, we'll say, but D'Lo, I like D'Lo right now. I'm still happy with what we got. But uh, going back to this series, uh, like I said, I was sitting on a crossroad, and it was between rooting for the Warriors and the Celtics. I personally had a roof for the Warriors because I could not stand the title town chance anymore. That's like if, fair. If, if I, I if Boston sports are the worst. They, I, I just, I'm anti-Warriors just because I won so many times and crushed my soul so many times. Uh, so I was rooting for Boston, but yeah, I don't particularly like Boston. I mean, um, I liked last year's finals better personally. They may be in the minority on that, but it was still like it was fine. I mean, the Bucks winning the finals last year was awesome. I, Giannis as a new was like it was like the first like franchise new face of the league type winning the finals. So I I stand by you. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> I have a, all right. Here's a good question for you. Here's a good one to start off some NBA question. 
Which uh, one mean, which one do you think means more? The Giannis winning his title, being an NBA like pretty much new face of the face of the league or Steph Curry and Clay making their like, you know, they were at the bot they got bounced out of the play like the play in, I'm pretty sure last year. You yeah. know, and now here they are winning a championship. Which one means more? I mean, I still say Giannis definitely means more. Just because, I mean, it's obviously huge for their legacy, and that is crazy that they won one before KD, two with KD, and one after KD. Like, it's very impressive. I'm not trying to discount the Warriors title. But Giannis, to me, wins more. One, just because it's the first one, and he's had that, he's been playing at a high level for a good while now. Like, I mean, the last, like, what, like five, six years now at this point, he's been, like, a top year play in the league. People have been like, well, he can't get it done in the playoffs. He's never, he's kind of, he kind of had that narrative around him. So he fucked that and got the title. And just because Milwaukee, I mean, they hadn't won one since, what, like 1970 with young Kareem. So I'll still say Milwaukee's met more last year just because it was the first one. They hadn't had one over four years. Giannis proved he could do it. And just because the Warriors have already had all their rings, but definitely still meaningful and they're definitely one of the best uh solidify themselves as one of the best dynasties in the history of the league yeah uh that's that's the thing that i think that i'm leaning on right now personally like i agree with you Giannis is gonna be probably he's probably he's destined to probably get a couple more you know and i agree he and i i do think he will be he is one of the faces of the of the league but uh, uh that's like player. without a doubt yeah he's one of the best players um First one always means first one always like they say the first one's always better than the sequ than the sequel. Um, just I don't know, dude. Like watching like I had like you know you, you see Steph and Kurt, you, you see Steph's reactions from the second and third finals. They just did not hit the same as this one. You know, it almost yeah, seemed like he won this first. It almost felt like they won their first one again. You know, that's how yeah. I. It was like, and it also it also gives Steph Curry you know, that, that bid of, you know, goatness, you know, we could finally put him with LeBron. I mean, that's a stretch. Ever I asked someone today, where would you put Curry with LeBron? You know, and someone said, I would still say LeBron because of all his finals MVPs, even though Curry has the same amount of rings. So what would you think? Oh, LeBron's still way above Curry. It's more than just the fact that they have the same amount of rings. Like Curry... I mean, the Katie, the two rings, like, obviously. I mean, Curry, he's, like, probably borderline, like, top ten player now, ever. But he's not. I still don't think he's close to LeBron. I mean, LeBron is, like, top one or two players ever to play. Like, it's LeBron and Jordan. I don't, like, can argue for all day long about who's number one. But, I mean, I don't think, like, you can put anyone above either of them. So LeBron's me is still like on another level. Would you say Curry but, is your best guard? What? Would you say Curry is your best guard? Ever? Yeah. No, because Jordan was a guard. Jordan was a two guard. Damn, that's right. Point guard, maybe. I mean, I would say he's probably second best point guard. It's either him or Magic Johnson. I would probably say for best point guard ever. They're obviously so different and played in different eras. That um, is true. 
Another argument, though, I give for Curry is he did also introduce a whole other, you know, generation and style of basketball. You know, not many people could do that. That's true. Yeah, yeah. He definitely completely like changed the way the game is played. And, like, not taking anything away from him. Like, he's borderline top ten player ever. Um, but. I mean, it's hard to argue. I mean, he's also the unanimous, the only, isn't he like the only unanimous MVP too? I don't know if he's the only one. I think he's one of the only ones. Did he, was Giannis unanimous? I don't know if Giannis was unanimous. I mean, uh, it's probably actually not a good idea for us to look this up right now because uh, yeah. for everyone that may be listening, we're on a, t- we're working with a toaster to record. <laughs> And uh, Colby's on the road, so it's kind of not a good idea for us to mess with anything. Uh, as my laptop does a little glitchy glitch, there we go. But, anyways, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Curry is definitely. I feel like before, maybe even before this finals, Curry was already a top ten player. But I, I think this has cemented himself as a top ten player. I mean, obviously, yeah. everyone's going to have an argument for different players to go in. That's well, just tough. Like, yeah. To rank, especially from different eras. A lot of eras. But, I mean, you could say from, like, this era, he's probably the best one from this era. Before, Le- like, LeBron is, like, early 2000s, maybe mid-2010s, you know? Until yeah. Curry started to show up with the Warriors. Yeah. So, what was that, like, 2014, 2015 was when they first... was the first rank. Yeah, so 2014 was their playoff appearance, and then, yeah, so. I mean, the Warriors dynasty, think about it, it's crazy, like, I heard one of the shows they were talking about it, I think it was Kyle was talking about it, um, like, they've won four in eight years, and then the two they lost, they made two other finals within the last, so they made a six of the last eight finals, and the two that they lost were... The crazy 3-1 comeback, LeBron, Kyrie, Kyrie at the crazy game 7-3. Like, could have easily, they could have easily won that. And then the Toronto one, they just kind of fell apart with injuries. Yeah. So, like, they could easily have six, which is six of the last eight rings, which is crazy. That's, yeah, that is, that is something, that, that speaks dynasty right there, you know. Dang, man. That's just wild. <laughs> I still stand by, and obviously the Warriors and the champs could have, would have, should have. You can say every year with the injuries. I still stand by. I think some of knockouts aren't no. I do. I think Milwaukee would have won the finals again. I, I think Milwaukee would have had a much better shot against the Warriors than the Celtics. Would you think it would be more entertaining? Yes. I agree. I agree as well. 100% agree with this take right now. Obviously without him, they weren't. Like, like, I just like Giannis is just like unstoppable, pretty much. Like, as good as Draymond is, like, the Warriors would have not had an answer for Giannis. Like, I would have loved to see Draymond try to stop Giannis. I would have loved that. That would have been a great series, too. Like, the Warriors did, like, they could have still definitely beat them, too. Like, I, I could easily see us getting that next year. I don't know. I don't know what's going to be. You never know what's going to happen. It's all about the injuries, too. But I, I'm 
wish it would have been Warriors, Bucks, and Warriors. Let's go a little front runners list. Who are your? Let's go three from both conferences. Who are your top three okay. that you think? Who are your top three front runners to show up for finals? Okay, that's good. I like that. Um, all right, I guess start the East. So to me, and it's going to be repeating basically what I just said. Milwaukee to me is still the team to be in the East. Like I fully believe if they had Chris, they still almost beat Boston even without Chris Middleton for the entire series. Like the team that won the East, Milwaukee didn't have their second best player and still almost beat them. So to me, Milwaukee's still number one. By if they're healthy, they're number one by a considerable margin. Um. As far as the other two, I mean, I guess I would still have to say Boston. Um, although I do still feel like they're going to have to make tweaks. I think it's going to be tough for them to get back just because they kind of had some breaks this year. Um, as far as the third one, I mean, it depends. That third spot is tricky. I mean, I'd probably just say just because I feel like there's not a lot of Big free agent. There's not like going to be. I don't think there's going to be a ton of like crazy free agent moves or anything this year. Like the one guy I was going to say, like Bradley Beal, uh, could opt out. Like if he decides to leave the Wizards, like if he if he ends up on like Miami or Philly, they obviously would catapult like probably to right up there with Milwaukee favorites. That third spot. I mean, I can't. I feel like. I almost want to say Brooklyn because of the ceiling, but I can't trust Brooklyn. Just because who knows what's going to happen with Ben Simmons, Kyrie. They're so unreliable. So I'll, I'll say Miami just because I do feel like they could also be in a position to try to get someone else, like a Beal or a Mitchell, if they become available. I could definitely see Miami. Because they've got trade ships and, like, destination. I could definitely see them. They definitely need another piece because they're going to win, get to the top, like, to win the piece. I'll put Miami third just because I feel like there could be in a position to do that. Who would be your top three for the East? Alright, so looking at your list and hearing your list, I should say, I kind of agree that Mil... Actually, not kind of. I absolutely agree. Milwaukee is my favorite still in the East. Um, I just... It's like we we've said it so many times. Giannis, everyone knows, Giannis is just a freak of nature. Um, it's hard it's to better <laughs> Yeah, and, and that's the thing, too, is, like, he keeps showing progression every year. It, he he fought tooth and nail against the Celtics without his guys. I mean, I'm pretty sure the Celtics were pretty beat up as well, but they were more complete, definitely, than Milwaukee oh. without Chris Middleton, you know. So... Like, the Bucks, yeah. They have to have Chris Middleton to be. Like, he's a very... Like, he was huge in the finals last year. Yeah. Oh, we saw it. We saw it. Remember, the last couple of years before they won the finals, can Chris Middleton be that guy for Giannis? Is he a true number two? You know? And we had to ask that question for a couple of years, and he answered with a ring, you know, finally. But he got hurt at the wrong time, which sucks. You know, we can't control that. Uh, my number two, ah oh, man, I feel like I feel like this would be the year that I I, I want to say Miami, but I know it's like what you said. Brooklyn is just such a spicy one to go on to, 
you hear KD and Kyrie on the same team, but hearing Ben Simmons, dude, it's just such a turnoff at the same time. If Ben Simmons is out there, like, yeah, if Ben Simmons is out there and, like, playing, because, like, obviously we all love to hear crap on Ben Simmons because of the last two years uh, and how that playoff, how it ended in Philly and him not even, literally not playing for a year. Oh, if I get defensive presence from Ben Simmons, yes. Like, that would help Brooklyn a lot to have him out there defending. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Like, if they could at least get the defensive side out of him, that would be huge for him. Um, so that would be my second one. I do agree that Boston needs to make some tweaks and everything to go forward. And I keep thinking we always have to say this every year about Miami, you know, that they need another piece. You know, someone has to go to Miami so they have another finals front runner. Um, I just want to move a little bit off that narrative. And I'm going to go back to something that I keep saying before. And I'm going to go back to Chicago. Um, they're my dark horse for next year's finals appearance for the East. At least the show up for the East. Um, I still, I don't know why, man. But Billy Donovan, his first year there was pretty... Was it his first year or second year? I don't know. Uh, I think it might have been his Might have been his second year. I want to say second. I think it was his second year. But I, I, I kind of, I, for, I really do like what's going on in Chicago. Um, it sucks that they're in the same division as Milwaukee, so they'll probably never be a high, a high seed. That's why I say they're my dark horse. But I, I do think they still have that high ceiling. A lot of question marks. They're one of the biggest question marks this offseason because of Zach Levine and all that. But. That that's my dark horse. That's my three. I want to say so. My my number one is agreeing with you, Milwaukee. My number two will be Brooklyn because it's too spicy to pass on, and my number three <laughs> is Chicago because I still believe in them for some reason. That's fair. I mean, it would be cool to see Chicago take the next step. But Chicago is deep. I just don't know if, like if they have like any of their guys can be that guy. So you don't believe in Boston getting back at all? No, I do not. Um, for I me really personally, don't. for me personally, it's like you said, they had a lot of breaks. Um, yeah, they did. They, for me, it's kind of, it's kind of weird to give your defensive player of the year award to the captain of the, or I guess the best defensive player of the best defensive team, which I mean, it makes sense, but <coughs> Sorry. Also, kind of. I also thought, you know, there could be a couple other candidates because Marcus Smart did get exposed a, a, quite a few times this series, but he also had great highlighting moments. Not gonna dismiss that. He did highlight a lot of great defensive moments and hustle plays um, that give him that award. But for me personally, it's the question between Tatum and Brown, and. It's like, can I say, can I sit here and say, do I think that the that combination will work? Those two do as a duo, and I don't know if I have that confidence anymore. You know, I think we've yeah. seen, I think I've seen enough. You know, we've seen, I like we we've seen it. You know, we since Tatum, Tatum and Brown have been in the league together for quite some time. You know, so I I think it's gonna be a tweaking season. Uh, Still a strong East 
you know, I still think they're going to be a strong Eastern team next year. Uh, but I definitely think there might be some change coming, especially if you were relying on Al Horford for good minutes. That That's also a red flag. But I also think uh, Robert, uh, I think it's Robert, Gre I can't think of names, Robert Williams. Yeah, it's Robert Williams and Grant something. Uh do I mean, that. What's that? The biggest thing with the Celtics, like, it kind of goes back to the biggest, like, thing that you can tell, like, was killing them in this series. And it's something we talked about um, during the conference finals, I believe. It's just they still don't really have, like, a floor general, like, offensive initiator type goal. Like, Smart is obviously a great defender, but he's not really like that. Like, they had so many turnovers in the finals. Yeah. Like, that's what he did. And, like, they just did not have that guy that can consistently, like, set and operate the half-court offense. Like, Tatum and Brown are both great all-star caliber players, but they're not really, like, half-court offense initiators that you can kind of, like, Okay, Colby. They need to find, like, a a point guard, like, doesn't necessarily need to be, like, a superstar or anything, but just, like, a better offensive initiating, like, point guard, I think, is what they need, if they're going to have any chance to get back. But I do agree with you. I, having them, too, honestly, might be high for me. Like, maybe giving them so much prayer. I, I don't see them getting it back again next year. I, I, I would say, and this is a rarity for me, I would say Philadelphia has a higher shot than Boston next year. I want to agree with you on that because I feel like, I mean, Embiid is better than anyone on the Celtics, I think. But I just, after what I saw from Harden last year, I don't know, man. I just, really has, I just have no trust, no trust in them. After just, I've just seen it just totally wrong too many times. Alright. But I, I agree with that on the upside. Uh, I just, when it comes to Philadelphia, it's like you said, Embiid, it's that big man presence, man. He's that new generation big man that we see. Him and Cat, AD. Uh, we'll probably get into him here in a little bit in his offseason drama. Mr. I don't want to shoot a basketball since April or May, whatever that nonsense was. Uh, but anyways, Embiid, the reason why I say Philadelphia, though, is it's also like both cities have a lot of pressure, you know, media wise. Like we both know Boston fans, Philly fans are both yeah. the worst, you know, <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and lean into Philly as just a perspective of just I feel like they have that unit presence, you know, like as a collective. Yeah, I'm not saying the Celtics don't have that, but it was almost like then the Celtics also play Philly, right? Not in the playoffs. Not in the playoffs? Oh. Uh, no, they went to Miami. That's yeah. right. They went to Miami, which I'll, I actually have another question for you about that, actually. Uh, but right. for Philly, like I, I want, like I said, I'm trying to back into my Philly take here. Um, sorry. <laughs> Takes a moment to think when it's hard. But anyways, they're also a big, like you said, Harden. I'm uh, for today. I don't know why I'm taking all the spiciness and upsides, you know, with these like Brooklyn guys. But I'm gonna go ahead and lean in on the upside of Harden as well, you know. Um, 
Even though, actually, I don't even know if he's going to even be there. But I'm going to also look at the young guys. Uh, Tyrese Maxey and, uh, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. I, I got this one. Thibble. Uh, Thibble, right? Thibble. Thibble. Dang, close. But um, those are the two guys that I think are good pieces going forward for them. Uh, but, I mean, Celtics got a crew, so I actually might have to take this take back now that I'm saying it out loud. <laughs> But I mean, it, it is just it's also Doc Rivers, though, at the same time. Like, it, I don't know. I just like this. The sound of Philly still being a strong contender is still there. I don't know why, but it still sounds good. Yeah. Now, I mean, if Harden can, like, because I, I think the rumors are he's going to sign, like, a short-term extension, which, like, that's, they, they can't give him back, so that'd be good for him. I mean, if he can, like, improve on, if he can come back in better shape and somehow uh, kind of regain a step, I don't have a lot of faith in him doing that, but if he does and can get back to playing at like a high level and Max, he takes a young, another step, then I do agree with you, like, yes, their ceiling is very high, but I just don't, like, I just have no faith in them reaching. Yeah. I mean, me and you both seen firsthanded how, uh, I mean, how Philly's demise can come and go, so... I mean, shoot, we we trusted the process as much as anyone, but all right. So I do want to go back to my uh, little quick question I have for you, and this is: you were talking about how Boston needed that offensive guy, you know, facilitator. Yeah. Which team would benefit more from this trade, Boston? Boston went. This is like. All right, just hear me out. Boston, if they had Kyle Lowry, or Miami, if they had Marcus Smart. They had Marcus Smart? Yeah. Miami would benefit. I, I, Kyle Lowry, I think, is, uh, he's seen better days. I think the wheels are coming, coming off him as well. Yeah. He, uh, he was not great down the stretch, uh, this postseason. He was also injured, or coming off an yeah. injury. He's injured. I mean, Kyle Lowry, I, I, I say Miami would win that just solely just because, like, Kyle Lowry is pretty old. I mean, he's, what, 36, 30? He's, he's getting up there. Um, or as far as still, like, in his prime. So, I mean, I, I would say Miami would win that. I mean, not, not even considering age, I mean, we got CP3 out in Phoenix, you know, cooking it up. I'm not saying Kyle Lowry is a CP3, but he... He is a we're talking about just a facilitating role. Yeah. You know. I mean, I would he not be a better facilitator than Marcus Smart? Would he not have been running that offense a lot better? Not all those loose turnovers. You know, I maybe mean, not at making but, those aggressive fouls. Yeah, I mean maybe. Like I just feel like he's definitely not what he used to be and like He's a vet. I, I don't feel like they need Smart for the defense. Like, Smart still was a key part of their team. Like, I think they would need to add, like, a cheap Smart and, like, add another guard to, to that somehow. I don't know if that's reason, realistically possible or not. I don't know what their cap is. But I would say, I think Miami would benefit more from that stuff, though. Jimmy Butler and Marcus Smart defensively would also speak. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the that's the part that got me going about that take was Marcus Smart fits that Miami Heat culture, you know, like he would just yeah. be a great plug and play for them. Yeah. 
Uh, all right. Well, that was my little quick take. Uh, yeah. Let's go to the West. What are our three front runners for the West? We completely forgot about our front runners here. We were just rambling. The West, the West is much harder for me because there are like there's like five to six teams in the West that I could legitimately see winning it. Well, let's I go mean, ahead and list them. We got the time, man. Let's go ahead and list them. If I had to pick my top three, I mean, I'll still, I have to say the Warriors because they just, they just won the championship. So, and they have all those young dudes on the bench who are probably going to get better. Like, they're insanely deep. Even as Curry, Draymond, and Clay get older, like, yeah, they'll probably lose a step at some point, but like, they have so many, they're so deep. Jordan Cole, Wiggins, Kaminga, Moody will all be better. James Wiseman at some point is going to come back. He was a number two pick in the draft. Um, so, like, the Warriors are just deep and loaded, so they're going to be around. Man, it's crazy, but, like, Phoenix, they won the most games last year. They're not even on my list. Um, they wouldn't man, be on mine either. My top three. I mean, so many of the teams, really, I have three teams that are possible that it's just, like, hell. I mean, for my, my second one, I'll say the Clippers. Oh, I like that. I wasn't expecting if, that. If Kawhi and Paul George are helping, they're as good as anyone. I wouldn't expect you. Actually, let me take that back. I wasn't expecting you to say the Clippers. I was going to be. I was expecting myself to say the Clippers too. But okay, continue, continue. I wasn't expecting yeah. that. So I'll say the Clippers uh, as my second one, just because. I mean, Kawhi, man. Like, oh, what he's going to look like, Kawhi? You know, he's a secret. But assuming. I mean, him and Paul George are getting older, so maybe that's a little overambitious, but, I mean, Paul George was, he only played like half a year, but he's still good when he played. They still have great role players, a good coach, and if Kawhi comes back and he's healthy, like, he's still top five-ish player in the league, probably, so uh, I'll say the Clippers, too. Man, my third one, I'm going back and forth. I'm gonna. I have to. I have to put my bias hat on, and I. I start to say Denver. Yes. Just because. And again, that that's also all help. But like, Jokic. I mean, he dragged him to the playoffs with garbage roster around him this year. He's missing the second and third best player like the whole year. I think Michael Porter got hurt like the second, like the first month of the season. Um. And Murray hasn't played. Murray has not played in a long time, which does make me nervous. Like, is he still going to be the same when he gets back? But he's still young, so I'm still hopeful. See what Clay was able to come back from and still be pretty good. Murray's younger. I'm hopeful that Murray will be fine. By the time, the thing is, like, he should be, like, they were saying he, like, he, like, was close to coming back during the playoffs. So by the time next year rolls around, him and Porter should both be good to go, fine. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if they're both healthy and keep both back to how they were, like, the 10-game stretch that they had after they got Aaron Gordon, <laughs> it was regular season, but when they had before Murray tore his ACL, like, they were nasty. Yeah. Like, Porter Murray are healthy. Jokic has been unbelievable how much he's elevated himself the last two years while he's been carrying the ship back-to-back MVPs. And, like, I didn't expect him to decline. Like, he's just continued to get better. So, Gordon is a great defender. If Murray and Porter are healthy, like, I think the Nuggets should deserve to be in that three spot. I was torn. I had 
between that and Memphis for my third spot. Okay, okay. And uh, there's Dallas, too. Man, Dallas, there's so many teams left. So let me hear your three. All right, well, I just want to say I understand the Golden State, you know, being the front runner for you, number one. Uh, for me, though, I don't think Golden State will be – I mean – they're not my number one, personally. I do see them being in the picture, but I don't think they're going to be in the main picture. You know, they're not going to be, like, the centerpiece. Uh, the main reason why I was actually, like, really surprised that you said the Clippers is because I do believe the Clippers... I, I, I'm telling you, Steve Ballmer, he is banging on the f ground, the walls, everything to get Kawhi back on that court and win him a ring. Like, I, like we all want to... I think he wants to see at least a fight. Like, Steve Ballmer wants a finals. He will get a finals. Ty Lu is running a great show without Kawhi, and he did a great job without Paul George. We all know what he can do with him, and he's been still running with that rough and tough ragtag crew. Um... That's why I like to keep the Clippers as my number one front runner. It's like you said, Kawhi is like a sitting top five player. You know, we don't know right now, obviously, but he, in my mind as well, he is still a sitting top five player just because of the defense and the offense that he brings. He's just a really good two way player. You know, one of the best. Um, can shut that. He's one of the people that I look at to shut down. Like one of the only guys to shut down a Giannis. You know. Yeah. So he's that's that's the reason why I put the Clippers at my one. It's just the belief in Kawhi and Ty Lu and just everyone around them, just everything around them. My number two is going to be Dallas. Um, I know the Boban breakup is hard for many, but especially myself, I really don't like the Boban breakup. But I mean, the lose Boban for what is it, Christian Wood? Yeah, I think that's a definite upside. Definite <laughs> yeah, definite grade upgrade. Uh, you know, I definitely think that's going to be, I think that's going to be a great start for Dallas. Uh, hopefully he'll be the piece that Jason Kidd can tap into as well. Show him a great offensive side of the game. And I see them scrapping their way up in the Western playoffs next year. Definitely going to be a fun, tough outing. And then, dude, it's so hard not to say. Actually, it's really easy not to say Minnesota. <laughs> it's really easy. Um, I'm not going to say. I'm going to go. How about this? I have to say my team right now, not for three, but I want to just get them out the way of my own mental process. Let's talk Minnesota here. They're not my number three, but here's what I'm thinking about them. Do they, in my mind, do they have finals potential? Yes, of course. Every time I think a Minnesota team has final potential, do I believe it in my heart? Sadly, sadly, am I setting myself up for heartbreak? Yes, I am. But <laughs> this is, for me, it's, can we see that Anthony Edwards taking that number one role in Cat? Support Cat and Delo supporting that role really well. Um, hopefully those three can gel together. I know we have a strong bench, so hopefully that stays strong. But um, when I just this is why I have them in this conversation is because when I just compare them to Memphis, 
or New Orleans, you know, it kind of gives me concern, you know, or even a Denver. Like, like those are the three teams that I think of. Phoenix right now, I'm, I'm a little bit on the fence just because they don't know what's going on with Aiton. But yeah. um, those are right now, those are my three teams that I'd be like, I have to keep an eye out on, you know. Uh, like, I'm. those are my three concerns that I think are still definitely got the pieces that concern us, you know. Like, you got, like you said, your guys, they were just injured. They'll probably be back. If your full roster came out there versus ours, goodness gracious, it would be such an amazing series. That would be one of the best things I can ask for. Um, probably not for our friendship because we last, that, that one game that we witnessed. <laughs> That was <laughs> that was uh that was something else, but um, but yeah, that's that that's you know those are the things that I consider, and that's where this is where I want to say my front runner will be probably I don't know if I said him yet, but Memphis, um, uh, it, it's it's a hard pill to swallow, yes for me, but you know just to think it's John Morant. You know, the team wins without John Morant. So it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, you think Grizzlies and the first thing my mind goes to is John Morant, but they win without him is the crazy thing is, you know? So it's like, I have to actually be thinking like Dylan Brooks. I have to be thinking uh, Desmond Bain, you know, Jared Jackson. Those are the main guys that I should be also thinking of. And guess what? Those are what three guys already named and add John Morant. That's four. That's pretty. It's pretty really. That's really fucking good. Like, <laughs> so that's that's why I have to put Memphis at three for me. Yeah, that's. I mean, I thought about Memphis a lot. Like Memphis, it's they were so good this year, and this was their first. Well, I guess they were technically the eight seed last year, but like this was their first real year, like with the big boys essentially. Yeah. Dogs. And so, like, stands to reason they'll improve again next year. The reason I didn't put them in there is because I just feel like the three teams, like the Warriors, Nuggets, and Clippers, all have more, like, high end players if everyone's healthy. Um, but Memphis, man, they can be really good. Dallas, um, I still just, like, man, like, yeah, I gotta, they're gonna be in the mix because Luke got, like, they made the crazy run of the conference finals, but they clearly weren't ready for Golden State. Phoenix kind of just unraveled. I don't know what that was. And Chris Paul kind of is aging. Um, who knows what's going on there. Feels like they may have missed their window. But maybe not. We'll see. All right. Here's a quick question then, for you. But Sorry to interrupt you. But just trailing off your Phoenix take right there. Who has a better shot for the playoffs next year? The Lakers or the Phoenix Suns? To make the playoffs? Yeah, just make it. The Suns. Really? Playoffs, I think. Really? Yes. Come on. They have one of the most games in the league. Nah, dude. I'm going show on this one. I have to go leg show. I hate to say That's it, dude. Nah, no, it's not. It's LeBron. I think the Lakers have a better chance. They didn't make the playoffs last year with LeBron. The Suns had the most wins in the league. Colby? I don't think the Suns are going to be going back to the finals. Like, I didn't have them, like, championship contenders last but they're still going to be in the playoffs. Like... Come on now. All right, Colby. I'm going to just say these names, and you're telling me this is a team that can't make the playoffs next year under new management? No, 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 no. You're going to hear these names. LeBron James. 
Do you think he'll make the under new management? Do you think he'll make the playoffs? What? Just I'm I'm listing names. Do you think this person will make the playoffs? LeBron James. No. Anthony Davis. Healthy the whole year, then yeah, I think they'll be in the mix to go to the playoffs. But like, Russell Westbrook. No, that takes away. What Russell Westbrook is a major negative. I think, I I think this is the year. This is this. I mean, we've I've said it already. We probably said it too before. Um, that Russell Westbrook's probably done, gone, trash him away. Um, but. The fact that they still have them in house right now, you know, that also speaks, you know, the fact that they're trying. I mean, obviously, you're going to say, I already know what you're about to say. You're probably going to be like, no, duh, he's sitting there. It's because no one wants to take that atrocious contract. Well, yes, I and yes, that's something I agree with. So you have to work with him. But the upside of it, he's missed. He's also he is actually Mr. Triple Double now. So it's, you know. You still have that high... It's still that upside that you get when you have Russell Westbrook. You know, like, I could shit on him all you want, but he'll... I will. He said, I will. I think they'll make one more playoff run, and I think it might be next year. That's all I'm saying. I think they'll be Some strings may be pulled, but I do think some be there. I'll say they'll be in the play-in tournament. I don't know. Like, the thing is, though, like, they're not better than any of them. The rest of that run, like LeBron is obviously amazing, but AD has made a glass. Westbrook is terrible. But when he AD plays, he's one of the best out there. No, he's not. Oh, AD. Yes, AD. I'm sorry. I thought you said Westbrook. No, I was about to say, I'm saying AD. But he's never out there. He's never, um, no. But when, I mean, Kawhi's never no, out there, but we say the same thing about Kawhi. Huh? I mean, Kawhi's not out there, but we say the same thing about Kawhi. We still call. We both consider him a top five player. That's true. But the thing with Kawhi, thing that's different is Kawhi. He's been out because he's had like a big. Yes, he misses a lot of games. He is injury prone. But AD, it's just like one nagging thing after another. Like he hasn't. I don't feel like eight. Like Kawhi, like basically like blew out his knee. Like he's been out for like over a year. Like, so what about like, the breaks that Kawhi I took mean, before that, that, though? But yeah, no, I mean, when AD's out there, he's, he's amazing. But, like, the rest of that roster is all... The Clippers have such a better supporting cast, like, if role players than the Lakers. <laughs> all I can say... Better than any of those... Listen to all those teams we just had in the West. They're not better than any of these teams. I just said to make the playoffs. I never said... They, those, those were all finals teams that we were predicting. Those were finals teams. We were talking about play. I just said, can the Lakers make the playoffs <laughs> over the Suns? I just said, can they make it over the Suns? Well, I mean, it's going to be hard for them to even make the playoffs, though. Because listen to how many teams we've made the West. Warriors, Clippers, Nuggets. This is in no order, either. Warriors, Clippers, Nuggets, Mavs, uh, Memphis, um, Phoenix, six, Timberwolves, seven, and the Pelicans. So we didn't even talk about that much, but I think the Pelicans contender. Like, if Zion is healthy and, like, can go out there and be, like, what he is when he's been healthy, like, the Pelicans are absolutely, like, in that 
high, could be it easily could be in that highest tier of teams. That's eight teams right there that are all like pretty legit. Like but, that is a brutal. The West is a gauntlet. You're right, but you know what they don't. You know what the Lakers have that they don't have. A 38-year-old LeBron James that can still dunk for some ungodly reason. <laughs> hey, man. he LeBron is going to break... You know LeBron's not going out sad. He's breaking the all-time scoring record next year. He's going to be in the playoffs. Like, it's... It, I feel like it's just all... It's going to be already written, you know? But I'm, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong, Colby. I Like you said, all those eight teams... If I if we got all eight of those teams in the oh, how happy I would be for just the Western Conference bracket, like I would be watching every game of that bracket. That would be so amazing. Like we're talking Wolves, Nuggets, Pels with Zion potentially, uh, Jaw and his Grizzlies, Luca and Christian Wood now with the new vamped Dallas Warriors coming back, Clippers coming back, like. I don't know if we believe in the Suns. I don't, but... I believe they'll be in the playoffs. I don't believe they're going to get back to the finals. I think the Lakers can beat them to get in the playoffs. That's a play-in game, in my opinion. That's where the play-in game, LeBron... They have a bunch of dinosaurs out there. They can't guard anybody. Dinosaurs that have experience, man. The meteor doesn't strike on a play-in game. The meteor doesn't strike in a play-in game. They strike in a more... Basically the same roster they had this year, minus a few role player changes, and they're just gonna be another year older. Like I don't understand. Like what's changed? Like I don't understand. That's why I don't get. Like what's different? It's LeBron. It doesn't matter, Colby. It's LeBron, and like you have to know, LeBron has terrorized (laughs) the league so much that you have to have that at least have his name, like recognized. And when we, whenever we talk about playoffs, we have to at least bring his name up. I mean, they'll be in the play-in tournament. I said that. I do agree. I I, I just think, I I agree. Like, I think them and the Suns, I can see a scenario where we see the Lakers and the Suns potentially in a position where they're playing in for a game. That's my opinion. I think the Suns will be in a play-in game or in a situation for a play-in game. I think you Do you think they're going to be a top four seed? No, what is it? Top? Yeah, they have to be top six, but let, let's just say right now for just argument's sake, top four. I don't know. Top four, maybe. That's top. Top six, though, yes. I think I don't think they'll be in the play. I think they'll still be a top six. They still want a lot of games. Nah, man, they, this is where Minnesota overcomes the Suns. Seven in the second round. No, and, like, the thing is, like, Aiden is, like, a restricted free agent. Like, they can, like, get something in return if they do get rid of Aiden. Yep, like, because yep. of restricted free agents, they're probably, I assume they're not just going to let him walk out the door for nothing. I mean, obviously, I would be, I'd be damn shamed if I let him walk out the door for nothing, too. But, yeah. So, I don't know. That's interesting. But, the West, man, the West is a gauntlet. Remember how, like, at the beginning of it for a while this year, we were like, man, the East is, like, actually Interesting. better than the West this year, kind of. Yeah. You look at the West, and you're just like, ah, actually, just a lot of people were injured. Like, the West is definitely still a lot better. 
Yeah, I was about to say, when you think, like, it's, like you said, when we considered literally just Denver, the Clippers, and New Orleans, just those three teams right off the bat, having their pieces back, that, you know, that in itself is crazy. That elevates the conference so much, but. So, uh, what else did you uh, wanted to talk about today for the NBA? Yeah. Well, that was good. Yeah, that was a powerful, good segment. I like that, Jim. That was good stuff. Um, I'm getting close to my exit, but, you know, I'm going to knock out one more thing. Yeah, so the only other NBA thing I had, but I was just going to say, like, talk about teams. Because I feel like it's not a great free agency. There's a couple big names, like Bradley Beal could opt out. Who knows with Harden, but he's old. Levine, obviously. But I feel like he'll probably end up staying. Like, if Beal... Beal ends up staying in Washington. Like the biggest moves is like I can see the Jazz, like the Jazz blow it up, which kind of feels like they're going to. Um, so I, I wanted to more focus on the teams. Like we talked about contenders, all that. So just who are the teams? They don't have to be good. It could be like a horrible team that's picking at the top of the draft. But like, what teams are you a team or two that you're just kind of most intrigued to see uh, what they do this off season? Um, I'll give you a second to think if you think about that. I have one off the top. No, I do too. Uh, for me, it would be the, like I, I mentioned it before, and it's I really want to see the Hornets in a playoff game. Um, I want to see LaMelo up there. I want to see if the Hornets can make a big move to do something to get themselves out of that, you know, hunch. Um, I'm not even a big Hornets fan, you know. I just, I just want to see, I just think it's time for us to see LaMelo I think it's about due time for us to see. I had the Hornets on my list. That wasn't my top, my first one, but I do have them on my list. Um, they hired Kenny Atkinson as their coach, which I really like. I think that's a good hire. Um, he did great with the young core from Brooklyn, and then he, Katie and Kyrie just didn't want him. Um, yeah, it's tough because it's not like they're a free agent market, really. Uh, I mean, there's also not, like I said, it's not a big free agent. So, like, they made the moves. It has to be on trade. They have a draft pick. I think they have a lotto pick. Um, I don't know what pick it is. I think it's towards the back end of a lotto. Um, Sorry, who knows? Draft, NBA draft pick. It's tough. If you're not like one of the top picks, like you get a home run or you can get like complete scrub. You just don't know. Um, So much stuff to predict outside of like those top couple picks. Um, Yeah, I'm really interested to see like, because I feel like they have some. Outside, obviously, Lamelo's the star, and like he's the face of the franchise. Like outside of him, like there's some interesting pieces, but like Dan Bridges uh, is good, but he's not amazing. Like Terry Rozier is fine. Um, like Gordon Hayward is ridiculously overpaid. And Michael Jordan is just a bad owner, man. Like feels bad, but he is terrible. I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm interested to see, like, who they can bring in to kind of help them out. I'd be interested to see, honestly, their team, I wonder if they would try, if they could go after him. Like, if they would have, because I feel like that could be an interesting place for him to wind up. I don't know what they'd have to give up, but I feel like that could be a good spot. I don't know what they'd give up for uh, Aiton. I mean, it would be a solid pickup for sure for them. Uh, especially, you know, LaMelo having a supporting big like that. That would be pretty good. 
Yeah, so yeah, I agree with that. That was one of my intriguing teams. Um, my top one, because I feel like they're a team that can also, any stars or fringe stars, like Gobert, people like that who can... What you said? You were cutting in and out. You're going to have to retake, retake that take. Like, I did not hear a single thing you said. You were phasing in and out. Oh, no. Yo. You got me? Yeah, you cut off. You were cutting yeah. off, and then we uh, completely cut off. <laughs> my, my connection got bad there. Yeah, and my laptop's having to fit right now, but it's hopefully it's recording just there. So we'll wrap up right here, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you want me to finish what I'm saying? Yeah, obviously. No, we, we'll give a couple more takes still, though, because I'm still trying to figure out what's going on with this bad boy. You're good. Uh, I'll just start from the top then, yeah. So, I, I should say, my team I'm most intrigued, the first team that I thought of, really, uh, is the Atlanta Hawks. Because um, you have Trey Young, who's a star, great offensively gifted player, stud, but doesn't play any terrible defender. you got a bunch of solid, like, good rotational pieces, like starters, good role players, but you don't have another star. Um, you went from Eastern Conference Finals, crazy run, really huge disappointment, barely snuck into the playoffs. Um, like, I, I, the Hawks, like, I don't think, it's not like a, like they have younger guys, but a lot of them, they're poor besides Trey Young, but John Collins is good, but I don't know how much better he's going to get. It's expensive. Gallinari is what he is. Bogdanovich is solid, but he is what he is. He's um, a lot of guys that are what they are. So, all right. I don't know. I feel like trying to make a big trade. Yeah, especially when you got like, like you said, Trey Young, and you know they had they tried to take good couple draft pick swings. You know, DeAndre Hunter's all right. You know, but they're not they're not the guy. You know, like you were saying. Um, ah, man. I mean, yeah, they were literally just in the Eastern Conference Finals too. It's a big question of like what just happened. You know. Like you guys, you got. They thought they had the pieces, but they didn't, and that stinks as always. But well, hey man, are you good? If sorry, are you good if we end it there? Cause I gotta. Uh, yeah. I gotta call, and I'm, I'm getting off my exit right now. All right. Yeah. Well. We can definitely talk about some more teams though next time. And like I said, Wednesday, if you have time on Friday, definitely want to talk like epic drafts. Um, I know. I, I've. A little bit about like some of the top prospects, but other than that, I don't know a ton. But just talk more about the teams at the top of the draft, I think, kind of what they need, that sort of thing. All right, that sounds good. I can, I can try and look into that a little bit. I'm sure there's gonna be some things popping up here in the next couple days. Yeah. So, but that was fun, man. Always good talking to you. Appreciate that. Thank you for listening to the CJJC show. For more content, follow us on Spotify or our Instagram page if we ever decide to update that. So, 
Go ahead and give us a shout. Shout. You get what I'm saying.